Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shiurim in the Sefer Lakutze Moran. We are deep in Torah 14, exploring how to bring peace into this world. One of the ways is through Torah's chesed, through the act of learning Torah in order to teach others. When we do that, we bring people from outside the realms of Kedusha, of holiness, and bring them closer. This is talking about either converts or bali tshuva, people who didn't grow up within the fold of halakhic observance and bringing them in. Os hey, number five in our Torah, here we go. The Adam a person will not merit these higher levels of Torah to be able to learn and to be able to teach others, Ella, except except through humility. There's a need to be humble in order to receive Torah on the greatest levels. Kamosha Amru Chazal, like our rabbi say in Maseches Erovin, Umemidbar Matana, and from the desert, from the wilderness, towards a place called Matana. The Gemara tells us that this verse in the Torah is letting us know that from the desert or the wilderness, that from the Midbar, that means to make oneself small, right? The desert, there's not a lot growing there. And then to Matana means if you make yourself small, if you make yourself humble, so then the Torah will come as a Matana. Matana means gift. So if you make yourself humble, then you'll be able to receive the Torah as a gift from God. That a person can break one's ego with four different areas of humility. That one of them is that it's necessary for a person to make themselves smaller in front of great people. When you're around great people, you, you feel where you're holding. I know for me personally, I've been zoch, I've merited to be in the presence of many, many tremendous people, certain Gedoli Yisrael, and their presence causes one to feel smaller. A second way listed to break gaiva, to break your ego, is lifnei b'nei odom ka'arkoi. When you're standing in front of individuals that are even with you, that measure up with you, to say, wait a second, I need to minimize myself a little bit. I don't need to be that bald gaiva, the, the center of attention always. Now, mind you, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't have self-esteem. One can have tremendous self-esteem and not be what's called a bal gaiva, someone that's obnoxiously filled with ego. Our greatest example is Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher Moses, who is known as the humblest of all men, yet goes down as the greatest leader in Jewish history. How can that be? How can it be the man who steps up to speak to the Almighty is the most humble? Sometimes humility means knowing who I am and what my job is in this world. Third way to break gaiva, to break unnecessary ego, velifnik tanimimenu, while standing before those that are smaller than us, it allows you to have some perspective. Lifamim, and sometimes, that he himself is the smallest of the small, an individual when reflecting on their, their own level. And it's necessary to make one smaller based on my own level, where it is that I'm holding. So one is when comparing ourselves and being in the presence of gedolim of great people. Next is people that are on our level. Third is when comparing ourselves to people that are smaller than us. And lastly is comparing ourselves to ourselves. In all of these cases, there are different avenues of breaking gaiva, of breaking undue ego. 
Bivachinas, which is the concept of the verse that we see in Sefer Shemos, Shavu Ishtachtov, that a person should sit below his level. In each of these cases, it's important to note that Moshe Rabbeinu, as we mentioned, Moses is the greatest of leaders, and his humility is on the highest level possible. Due to his humility, he was able to be Makabala Torah. He was able to receive the Torah on Har Sinai, on Mount Sinai. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, the humblest of all people, humbler than the great ones, humbler than those, quote-unquote, on his level, humbler than those smaller than him, and humbler than the smallest of the small, and he realized that he was able to, able to reach this level of anivas, of humility, and that is when God said, okay, you've reached this level of humility, you're now zoche, you merit to receive the Torah. So too, that's our job. When a person is able to grow in this nida of shiftless, this character trait of humility, so then God says, oh, that's my trigger to send Torah to you. As is common in many of the Torahs that we've seen, Rabbi Nachman decides to bring in a fabulous story from Rabbi Babar Chana in our Gemara. This happening takes place in Maseches Baba Basra, page 73, Amar Bet, side B. This is what Rabbi Babar Chana said. Lididi Chazili Hai Urzila Bar Yoyma Dahave Kahar Tavor I once saw a young Urzila, this goat, which was as big as Har Tavor, as Mount Tavor. The Har Tavor Kamahave, and how big was Mount Tavor? Arba'a Parse. Mount Tavor was four miles tall. Massive. Uve Mashke de And when it stretched out its neck, Tlasa Parse, it was three miles long. Ube Marbata de And how long was its actual head? Parso Falga. A mile and a half. This is a massive goat. Urma Kufta Vesachrala Yardna. And then it took a, a ball of dung, of feces, and threw it into the Jordan River. Wow. Okay. The Rashbam, Rabbi Nachman brings the Rashbam right into Lakute Moran, so it's important that we learn it together. So here we go. Urzila Bar What does it mean? The one day old goat. Ra'em ben Yoimechad. It was a newborn like mountain goat that was one day old. The Oso Hayom Nolad. It was born on that day. It was been born that very day. Brand new. Kahar Tavor. What does it mean? It was like the mountain of Tavor. Ken Hayagadol. That's how big it was. Beymar Bata Dereshe. What does it mean? The place that the head rested. Makom Hanachas Reisho Kashe Valakarka. The space, how big that space is of the head as it rested on the ground. How big that space was? The ground that was displaced by the head laying down. That's how massive this goat was. Rama Kufta Hitil Ra'i. That disgustingness which the goat threw into the river was created by the goat just then. And lastly, Sahra, the that which obstructed the Yarden, the Jordan River. Hara'ili Yardna Lufisha'a that feces that the goat threw into the Jordan River, it blocked the, the river's flow, but the water slowly broke it up. 
As you can tell, this is a wild story, and as is our custom in Lakutse Moran, we're going to go through and break down each piece to understand what these wild particulars have to do with us, with our Torah, and the practical take-homes from teaching Yud Dalid Torah 14 in Lakutse Moran. Until next time, wishing everyone a beautiful day. Shalom, shalom.